inshallah. So, so there's a very simple distinction, but a very important one, made in Buddhist philosophy. Any good Buddhist philosophy student is very familiar with it. Just a couple of points here in this regard. In terms of the different types of phenomena that we are able to apprehend, to know, uh, most of them, or many of them, probably most, are phenomena that we that arise to us, they appear to us. They're called affirmative. affirmative. So the color of Michel's cloak there, it arises, I see it, clear. And so many things are like that. Right? The thoughts, the images, the desires and emotions that arise in the space of the mind, we, they, there they are, we see them. Uh, but that's not the only type of phenomena that we identify, that we know. There are also mm, negations, so there's, in my translations, there's simple negations and complex negations. So as we'll see later, we'll get to this fairly soon, uh, next week I imagine, uh, we'll get to the Vipassana. And as we did earlier, as, as with um, Bhikkhuni Vajira, with Nagasena, uh, is the chariot to be found in any of, of its individual parts? Is it there? A real, a real chariot that's really there from its own side. Is it, is it to be an, an, any of its individual parts? No. All of its parts assembled, is it really there from its own side? No. Apart from the parts, separate from the parts, is there an independent chariot? No. So if you're looking for the chariot as it exists from its own side, and you examine it carefully and thoroughly, then you come to, it's called tachupa. Literally, it means to cut the rope. You, cut to a, you come to a certain definitive insight or knowing, and that is, it's not there. It's the sheer absence of a chariot from its own side, existing there in its own parts or, or apart from that. The sheer absence of an inherently existent chariot. And you stop, just not there. An inherently existent chariot? No. So it's a simple negation, a simple absence right, of an inherently existent chariot. So in this room, is there or is there not a ch- an elephant? What would you say, Beatrice? You, are you certain? Yeah. If there were an elephant, you would see it, wouldn't you? If, if, um, if there were, Diana, if there were, is, are there any gnats in the room? That's a good answer, yeah. Because they're so small that they could be here and you wouldn't find. You might, you could be very thorough. You might be very thorough and say, I didn't see one, but then you still wouldn't be really sure because they, they could be up there in the rafters. So you could say, I just didn't see one. But an elephant, what would you do? you agree with Beatrice? You're very certain. So you're absolutely aware of a total absence of elephants in the room. I'm not aware of a total absence. Of, el- of elephants. 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 No elephants. Are you certain? Oh, you're, you're a wimp. <laughs> what do you think, they're miniature elephants that would escape your feet? <laughs> Buck up. I'm going to ask you again. Are there any elephants in the room? Let's, let's make it easy for you. Grown adult elephant. Just in case you thought so, were some really pygmy elephants around. Uh-uh. There are no elephants in room. It's nice to hear that certainty, isn't it? In, in Tibetan debate, when you, when you take a position, you take it with firmness, with decisiveness, 
And if you're wrong, you're emphatically 100% flamboyantly wrong. It's really good. And you go like, you get like, you don't get smacked in the face, but the person who shows gets a really red, red back of the hand. Like, whoa, boy, I'm wrong. It's really helpful. There's no waffling. There's no fuzziness about it. So if you're wrong about there being an elephant in the room, you're really flamboyantly wrong. But I agree with you. Beatrice gave it away for me. I figured that out. So that's a sheer absence. Sheer absence. But then we have a treeless plain. A treeless plain. Oh, we can easily visualize that. But as you look out on the plain, and we, we might agree, very easy to do, is this or is this not a treeless plain? The answer would be, yeah, if there are trees there, I would see it. Yes, there that is a treeless plain. But in knowing the treeless plain, you have to know two things. You have to know with that same incisiveness, the total absence of trees on the plain. You have to know that if it's a treeless plain. You have to know that. And you also have to know what a plane is, and you have to be observing it. And a plane is something that does, like the color of Michel's shawl there. It's something that appears. I can ascertain it has qualities. Yeah. Yeah. It's not an absence, it's a presence. And so a treeless plane is a complex negation. It's negating trees, but affirming plane. Okay? That turns out to be a very important distinction. A lot of debates, a lot of philosophy has been written about this in the Indo-Tibetan Buddhist tradition. But we're going to make it really practical, really quickly. So, Lim, what is the object of mindfulness in this practice of taking the mind as a path? What is the object of mindfulness? What are we attending to? Space of the mind? If this were on a grading scale, you get a C, because it's only half right. Paula, what is the object of mindfulness in this practice? It's a lovely smile, but I need more than that. <laughs> I just told her she got a C. You, all, all you want is a C? An A is the best grade. And, and I just gave her a C. Are you striving for a C, or just what you like mediocre? Daniel. Yeah, space of the mind and appearances that arise in the mind, or just rephrasing it, space of the mind and whatever arises in the space. Right? Those two. That's why it's only half correct. You have to say not only space of the mind, because you could be just focusing on the space of the mind and not notice what arises in it. So I'm looking at the space of the mind. What's the problem? Right? The words are important here. So, of course, you and I'm kidding you about the grading. But the getting conceptually the right answer is important. Because the concepts, the instructions, are guiding us in the practice. If I were leading a wagon train, if I were, you know, like in, a wagon, in the old days, going to the West Coast, you know, then I would have to be able to guide you step by step by step. You would have to know, somebody would have to know where we're going, right? And that's, this, this is called ti in Tibetan. Ti, gom ti, guidance in meditation. It's very much like taking people on an expedition or on a wagon train across this long, long trail to get to the West Coast, right? So this means, but this for that, when people give you instructions, you have to clear, clear intellectual understanding. If somebody gives you instructions, you have to know what they said, and you have to bear it in mind, and only then can you follow the instructions. If they said, take two lefts and two rights, and then one left, and he said, yeah, more or less left and right, that's what he said. <laughs> That's just intellectual. I don't do that. 
well. That's not going to work out too well. <laughs> so now to come right to the point. So we have, there it is. Now we have a clear articulation. We are attending to the space of the mind or whatever arises within that space or that domain. But as we all know, on occasion, as we attend to the space of the mind and whatever arises in it, sometimes there just doesn't seem to be anything arising in it. Okay? So here's a question. And I don't want you to answer it now, but I want you to get to attend so closely that by the end of the session you will be able to answer it. Not definitively, absolutely perhaps, but you should really be able to have an informed answer. And that is when you're, you're focused there, so you know you're focused, you're not just kind of roaming around the six domains, you're in one domain. Not perfectly, not with great continuity, but you know what it's like to be focused on one domain, the mental, because that's the only one we're giving attention to, right? When you're focusing there, and you are aware that you're focusing on the space of the mind, and then thoughts, images come up, so now you're attending to appearances that arise in the space of the mind, then on the, during those intervals, there are bound to be some intervals, when, as closely as you're attending, you just don't see anything coming up. You're looking out on the plane, and you just don't see any trees, or trees don't move. So maybe a a buffalo-less plane, you know, a plane with no buffaloes. Okay, maybe it's a plane where there are buffaloes sometimes, and then not in other kinds. And buffalo is a big, an- big animal, like a, uh, like an elephant. So if there were a buffalo there, you would see it. Okay. Um, well, on a if 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 you're attending to a plane and whatever buffaloes arise on it, then when there are no buffaloes, you're still seeing something like the color of Michelle's shawl, you're seeing something plain, and you can describe it. Is it completely flat? Is it, you know, does it have a grass? Does it have shrubs? Does it have cactus? And so forth and so on. Does, does it rocks? Does it have humps? And so forth, right? So you can talk a lot about the plain. But there's not, a lot, there's not a lot to talk about in terms of no buffaloes. How many ways do you want to talk about that? No buffalo, total absence of buffalo, zero buffaloes, Mm-mm, buffalo, you know, whatever. There's just nothing, I mean, it's really, that's all there is to it. No buffalo. So we're getting to the point here. The space of the mind. Is it a sheer absence? As in the absence, the emptiness of a chariot existing on its side. And as soon as you know that, there's nothing more to see. You just, no, absence. Not there. Is it like that? Is the space of the mind a sheer absence of appearances? That's the question. Is the space of the mind a sheer absence of appearances? Like a sheer absence of of buffalo, sheer absence of an inherently existent chariot. Is it like that? Or is the space of the mind more like a plane, which has its own characteristics, with or without buffalo? Is the space of the mind its own domain? Is it something that is there that has its own characteristics, whether or not there's anything else appearing in the space of the mind? Okay, very clear, yes? Okay, good. So this is for you to determine. And just don't try to you know, think about what you've read in different books and so forth, about what's, I'm sure there's a right answer here. Who told me the right answer? That's not it. Just look, because my words here I think quite clear. See for yourself the space of the mind. Is it a sheer absence of any appearances whatsoever? Or is it more like a plane that is 
sometimes has appearances arising in it, sometimes doesn't, but even when it doesn't, it has its own qualities. So that's the question, okay? So I'd like this, this session again to be silent. It's nice not to have to multitask, going back and forth between my voice and the practice. So settle body, speech, and mind. Spend a few minutes, as you wish, in the mindfulness of breathing for as long as you feel okay, until you feel okay, things are calming down, I think I'm ready to focus. And then with the eyes at least partially open, if you, as you've heard so many times before, focus your attention on the space of the mind, whatever arises within it. Observe the appearances that do arise, and then take special interest in those intervals between the occurrence of distinct events taking place in the space of the mind. Examine closely whether you're seeing a sheer absence of appearances, a simple negation, or whether you're seeing an actual space that has its own characteristics. If there is an actual space that it's showing its own characteristics as an affirmative, a presence of something, then you should be able to say something, maybe even a lot, about what are the attributes of the space of the mind. There's nothing to say about the absence of buffaloes, as I've said. You don't just, it's just absence of buffaloes. So that's it. There's nothing more to say, right? But a buffalo less plain, I can talk about that for a long, long time. All in an affirmative quality. Just one negation, no buffaloes. But besides that, oh, it had, you know, other, other attributes. Okay, let's go in. It'll be a silent session. And be prepared to report. So, very simple question. Space of the mind. Is it a simple negation? Is your absence of appearances? Or, when there's nothing happening in that space, so to speak, is it a complex negation in the sense that there are no appearances, but there is something that is called the space of the mind, which has its own attributes. So how many would say it's just a sheer absence of appearances? Just please raise your hand. How many? Just sheer absence of appearances. Boy, if anybody thinks there is a sheer absence, you're completely overwhelmed. <laughs> right? So, so for people listening by podcast, not a single hand went up. Which means now these people here have a real problem. <laughs> Does this mean if you're quite sure? I mean, that was like no hands. I saw an absence of hands going up <laughs> for podcast people. If there were a hand no, went up, I would have seen it. So I saw a sheer absence of hands going up. I'm very certain of that. But this means if they if they'd all raised their hands, that their, their job would have been done. But since their hands remain down, now their, their their work just begins. And that is all right. Then everybody here agrees. That's that's I didn't expect that. Unanimous. Uh, but Glenn wasn't giving you signals, was he? <laughs> you weren't passing notes. I had my eyes down. Maybe we, we all agree. Let's let's do this in a group. <laughs> so now your work begins. You're saying, "All right, it's more like a treeless plain." So then this leads me to get get more questions, and so I will ask. Um, Oh, I'll ask Kathy. Kathy, if it's uh, since it's a complex negation, this means just as you can see, there, there are no trees in the plain, but the plain is brown. It's green. It has grass. It has etc. etc. Please tell me one attribute of the space of the mind that you observed when you 
when you looked. It's kind of full. It's kind of full. Okay, full is one of those words. If I say this, 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 if this glass had no water and I said it's full, then you'd, then what would you ask? Full of things. Is this glass about to be filled with gold? Like about ten million dollars worth of gold? No, it's not. Is it about to be filled with um, lemonade? How do you know? <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. So, because when you say it's about to be filled, then it, it kind of it, it kind of like begs the question: filled with what? Is, is this something that you're observing or is it something you're conceptually imputing, projecting? I think you probably are, yeah. And it's, it's a valid projection. To say that something is projected doesn't mean that one is stupid or one is you know, hallucinating or something. So you're, you're exactly right. Sure, that space does have the capacity. There's a potential there. There's a great likelihood during those intervals that shortly something's going to appear there. That is a true statement. But this is a conceptual projection, isn't it? Yeah. And what I'm asking for, so that was good. So that clarified some things. But now you see the question gets tougher. And that is, what did you observe? Not what did you, this whole issue of signal to noise, what did you observe as opposed to what you superimposed? So what did you observe? What was given to you? What did you perceive? What had appeared? Kirsty. That was in the nature of space itself? While you were attending to the space, was there a quality of knowing? The answer is yes, for sure. Absolutely right. But if I should look at you, and somebody said, Alan, please describe Kirsty, and I said, she has a quality of knowing, well, you do, but that's not something I observe. If you said, Alan, when you're looking at this glass, what do you see? It has a quality of knowing. Would you agree with that? Does the glass have a quality of knowing? No. When I'm looking at the glass, I have a quality of knowing. I, I'm seeing the glass, and I'm aware that I'm seeing the glass. That's true. So does the space of the mind have a quality of knowing, or is that something rather you bring to your experience of the space of the mind? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> Go ahead and be wrong, or be right, either way, but what, what would you say? You, you've seen monk, Tibetan monks debating, haven't you? Yeah. Have you ever seen them go like... <laughs> <laughs> they never do that. They give a snappy answer. If they're wrong, they're wrong. And then, tsa! So what do you say? <laughs> snap, snap, chop, chop. And I would say that the space of the mind is clear. Clear in what sense? Okay, that's good. Now that's something I can really... That's... Okay, and now, and I would just like to know, because, you know, imagine I really don't have a clue myself. Maybe I don't. Clear is a word I understand, but it has different meanings. So, so, like, the meaning of a sentence is clear, but the sky is clear. So clearly, those two words clear have different meaning, right? So what do you mean, then? Uh, I'm, not, I'm, I'm, not re- I'm not refuting you at all, but I would like for more precision. When you say the space of the mind is clear, in what sense of the term? That's a lot. 
Okay, that's good. That's good enough. We're not finished, but that's a good start. Doesn't have shape, doesn't have color, doesn't have boundaries. Okay, that's a lot, isn't it? These are all negative qualities. But you can... What about the absence of an elephant? Is that devoid of shape, devoid of color, devoid of boundaries? Ah. But the absence of an element, the absence of an elephant is a simple negation, isn't it? But you had your hand down, suggesting that the space of the mind is a complex negation. Right? So then you would need to give a positive attribute, like the plane is brown. I want a quality that a sheer absence doesn't have. A sheer absence of elephants doesn't have lilacs. There are no lilacs in the absence of an elephant, but it's still a simple negation. So a positive attribute. Did you see any positive attributes? Something actually appeared to you? This is a slow debate. <laughs> 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 it's tough. Go ahead. Yeah. It's tough. I'm, I'm thinking there's kind of a... I don't know if luminosity is the right word, but it's um, something that gives... Yeah, I'm coming back to awareness, I think. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. Good. But this was useful, useful conversation. Good. Brendan, what's up? But again, I, 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 this is kind of like a debate in the sense, and there's a lot of value in the Tibetan style of a break because it's so crisp. So I've asked a very crisp question. I've not said, please write me a poem about your feelings when you're experiencing. And well, it kind of reminded me of the Sonora Desert when I was there in the spring. It was kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Not like that. So when you observe, but now I want a crisp, a crisp, and yeah, not today. You're not today. You're on, you're, you're in the witness booth. <laughs> what did you witness when you observed the space of the mind in terms of a positive attribute that came to your mind and you knew it? Yeah, I was going to agree with. No, no, that's not. was not my question. Whether you agree with her or not is like I don't care. <laughs> I just asked a question. Do you answer it? What did you see when you observed the space of the mind? Did you see any positive attributes that came to mind? No, that's not my question. And I'm not saying what it's like. It's kind of like lilacs, but that really doesn't tell me much. What did you see? You saw potential energy? What on earth does that look like? It sounds like, like you and Kathy should get in cahoots. I saw potential energy, like there was something about to happen, but it wasn't happening yet. It's It's kind of like, but I don't need like. I wanted to say, what did you see? When I look at you, you're kind of like your brother, but not the same. That doesn't tell anybody anything, because you don't know what his brother looks like. Y'all. Mary Kay, what did you see? Everybody had their hands on you. You must have seen something. Expectation. Expectation. That's a quality of space? Based on past experience. That's a quality of space? That's just what came. Yeah, but isn't that a quality of your mind? It's like with Kirsty? A quality of expectation. That's the quality of what you're bringing to the space. 
you're reporting, you're answering a question I didn't ask. I didn't say, what were your feelings when you attended this place? Did you, did you kind of feel, I like this? Or, no, I'm asking about what you saw, what appeared to your mind. I only think in words, so... Well, I, well, I don't think that's true. What, 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 what color is a lemon? You don't need to tell me, because something came to mind and it wasn't a word. Isn't it true? When I said lemon, you didn't see L-E-M-O-N. <laughs> and it came to mind, right? What color was it? Green. That, that's possible. Yeah. She likes unripe lemons. I'm not going to dispute that. It could be brown, like a really rotten lemon you, know, like, that you just saw in the garbage dump. A little brown lemon. But you know, you're flirting with me, but I just want you to be. St- I don't mean sexually. I don't mean anything like that at all. No, that's not happening. But I would like you to just straight answer. When you observed the mind, what did you see? It, it, honestly, all I saw was this idea of expectation. You saw an idea? You saw an idea? Yeah. What did it look like? <laughs> you had an idea. Like, like, like Kathy had an idea, and Kirsty had an experience and awareness. But I wanted to know what you saw, not what you had. Eventually I saw, you know, boundlessness. Bound, that's an absence again. A boundless. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a wrong answer. But the, spa- the, but the absence of Elephants, one could say, well, it's just like no elephants anywhere. The absence of elephants. But it's still a simple negation. But you, but you by your hand putting, being put down, by your hand, hand not rising, you said it's a complex negation. Who's going to help me out here? Gotcha. You've been around for a long time. You've studied this stuff. So. And, it, and you can't be like the, the bhikkhu vajira that said, oh, you're making my hair stand on end. <laughs> I thought, really, that monk, how much hair did that nun have? When Monica, I mean, I have her make a tear stand on it. Oh, look, Gachi's hair is standing on it. <laughs> so, Gachi, my old friend, what did you see when you saw the space of the mind? What, what quality, one quality that it has, and not something you're simply bringing to it and projecting on it? What did it have? I don't know if I can use the word see. See? You can use any. You, you, you can use any, any word you like, but a quality of it, not of what you're bringing to it. Well, I noticed yeah. that there was only one appearance and that, at time. Yeah, and what's the appearance? What is, when you looked at the space of the mind, what appeared? What quality? You're saying the space of the mind is like a plane. A plane has a lot of qualities. How big is it, the color, how flat, and so forth. Tell me one quality of the space of the mind. Unobstructiveness. Unobstructiveness. It's a negative quality, but I think, that's, I think that rings a bell. That means something, doesn't it? Does it jive with your experience? Daniel, does it jive with your experience? I don't really understand the word. Unobstructed. Can you explain it to him? Because not everybody here is a native English speaker, and it's, it was a good choice, but, but this is good then. Explain for everybody here, a lot of people listening by podcast, they're in Russia, they're in Brazil, and so forth. Unobstructedness, it's an abstract, it's taking an adjective and turning it into a noun. Unobstructedness. 
So what does that look like? What, what are you referring to? Can you put it in simpler English that everybody can understand, who understands English, but maybe not this more abstract language? Doesn't stop. Um, Was it going? No. It's just going, 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 going like the ever gen, ever, the little. Doesn't impede. What's that? Doesn't impede. It doesn't impede. It doesn't impede what? Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been the answer altogether. What are the qualities of this person? Whatever. <laughs> I enjoyed that one. Yeah, I mean, it's a teenage thing, you know. You have to put up the mudra. Whatever. Doesn't appear any phenomena. What's that? But this all negative terms. It has, a plane has quali- qualities you can see. And so absence of this, absence of that, absence of that. But that's true also of an absence of an elephant. What's that? Unobstructed. Yeah, but you can explain that. What, what? It's kind of like empirical. That sounds more like, more like abstract noun. Openness. Openness. No, no boundaries. Is that what you mean? The concern here is you might be, you know, because you've studied Buddhist philosophy, so you know the definition of non-composite space. It's unobstructedness, unimpededness. That's the definition. But you've got a problem there. If you're drawing on your knowledge, your past knowledge of Buddhist studies, Glenn, space that is defined as unobstructedness, absence of impediment, is that permanent or impermanent? Is it a complex negation or a simple negation? Simple negation. Yeah, he nailed it. So is now the space of the mind a simple negation? A mere absence of obstructiveness? So what's more? Don't tell me something positive. <sighs> okay. So, I'm finished with you. <laughs> For now. We need to go off and have meetings. But look again. Look again. You, know, you can always change your mind. And you know, the whole point here is I'm, I'm being a bit of humor just because that should be the tone. There was never sarcasm here, never any intention whatsoever to put anybody down. But in debate, this happens a lot. This is what we, this is what we do. I was training it for years. This is what we do. We bring lightness to it, we bring quickness to it, and we make humor to it. And it wakes the mind up. It makes the mind fresh and lively, frisky, like a puppy. right? And that's good. And then it gets the, gets the attention up. It's, about, it's designed to bring about vividness, acuity, clarity, sharpness. You make a mistake. I mean, just you just make a mistake. Like, okay, I make a mistake, and you move right on. You don't linger. Oh, I got a C. I don't want to see. My parents will find out I got a C. I don't want to see. I'm a C person. Oh, <laughs> thank you for laughing. It's exactly right, because it's just light. You know, it's supposed to be enjoyable, and it is a really good debate. I've seen some that are about as heavy as a, a dump truck bogged down in mud. That's no fun at all. It's heavy, ponderous, sluggish. But I've also seen and participated in debates that are lively, crisp, fresh. And when you make a mistake, you laugh and you move right on. It's good training.
your training. So the question lingers, and Glenn will be grilling you later. You know, what comes to mind? Just for fun, but what comes to mind? If it's not a simple negation, a simple absence, Christy made a very important point, and it's true of experience, that there is an affirmative experience of being aware of that space. That's true. That's important. We'll get to that later. But what you're aware of, the object, so we have the subject and the object, the subject has that quality of a sense of potential. That's true. That, that's intelligent. That's true. I have a sense that this is a field in which things can happen. Because they have. And as they, as they did in the past, they will likely in the future. That's true. It's not something you're observing, but it's a quality of your discerning intelligence as you attend to that, it's cli- that, you're, that you're, how do you say, aware, that you're clear, and you have a sense there's potential there. But it's conceptual imputation. Whereas when I just gaze, I just open, open my eyes and gaze at Michelle's cloak, a, a cloak there, her shawl, I just see one. Just, in the scene, there's just the scene. So that's what I want you to do. When you attend to the face of the mind in the mentally seen, let there be just the mentally seen and report what you saw. Okay? Okay, enjoy that. That should be fun. Hola, so. See you this afternoon.